Hello and welcome, folks, to another very special edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, and this is typically the podcast where we talk about what's been going on the week of our Street Fighter. However, we have a very special guest with us tonight. You might know him from his YouTube channel, Switch channel, or if you know him from the Vancouver scene, it's PB Gecky. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I, uh, ups and downs. Things are, are pretty good, right? I'm just pulled a thousand different directions right now. And I don't have, <laughs> the processor in my brain is over, I'm overclocking it. And I need to replace it. But, you know, those brain You need to cool down. You need those, like, cooling fans. <laughs> dude, yeah. If I could get, like, a sick-ass heat sink into, like, the back of my brain stem and just have that <laughs> running all the time so I could, like properly overclock my brainstem then we'd be okay but you can't do that as of right now i just got way too much of that what do they call it is it like the what's that like gel stuff that you the little paste the heat paste that like i always oh, feel like, like i have to put way too much on i don't know if you ever like built a computer <laughs> it's like a vix vapor rub sort of but it, like not yeah. menthol right yeah yeah i know what you're weird pasty stuff and you put it on and it's like i always put way too much on and it <laughs> people are only like you only need a pea size and i'm like well i better make sure i got all of it on there but uh, it feels so good though that's why you do it right Oh, it's no. like extra cooling, you know I, what I mean? So, folly of airs, I don't know what you're talking about because I'm talking about <laughs> when you put a CPU like into a motherboard <laughs> and you have to have oh, that like heating, right. heating element on. <laughs> okay, okay. But you might be talking about Icy Hot. or um, You know what? I think I'm talking about the Icy Hot for computers. Or shit. Whatever that's that, called. Like, other stuff. It, like, I had a friend in college who had this like stuff that came in like a green tube and he's like, you only want oh. a little bit of this. And I was like, I don't know about that, man. And it was, it burned <laughs> way more than Icy Hot. It was some like Damn. aftermarket Icy Hot. Well, regardless, uh, got you on the show. You were excited to talk about what you got going on out there and also uh, a couple of other things. Uh, so I'm going mm-hmm. to let you lead with the topic of your choosing because we got a couple, we got a couple up here. Sure. Um, one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about, and I think it's not being talked about enough, is um, mental game, and yes. especially mental health in terms of you know gaming, and also just because it translates to real life so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say things like you know taking care of yourself, like not only taking care of your hands, because if you play pad or if you play on a certain controller that's uncomfortable, like you know certain Smash players on GameCube controllers are super uncomfortable. Um, but I think mental health is super important and people just are, they're talking about like, you know, tips for calming down your nerves in tournament. But um, I think going deeper is more important. You yeah, know because I mean? you don't, you're still a you every moment leading up to the moment where you sit down for your match. Yes, like exactly. You're, you're bringing a whole lot of information to the table uh, mm-hmm. before you even get to the sticks. Um, yeah, exactly. That's something that I mean. I I personally deal with that, and it's this level of like performance anxiety. It's one of those things that mm-hmm. I don't. And this is me personally. And there's a lot of things yeah. that I do to manage it, but it is something that I have to continually manage, and I have to continually address and wrestle with, and say that mm-hmm. this won't be, or at least try to affect the way that it 
like has it can like have a control over you sometimes at least i like i deal with like anxiety like hella anxiety that's like my one thing Uh, Mm -hmm. so i mean but do you feel it's gotten worse for you or uh, over time no it's gotten better because i've learned ways of of managing it uh okay specifically there's like one mantra that i continually put in my head and it's that you just have to do it and to do yeah. it, you have to do it. And getting to like that place in your mind to like, I, it's it's hard to explain. Of actually, I don't know really what the the science behind this one is, but it's like mm-hmm. if I, if I know that I'm gonna need to do this, it's like I don't need to, right? Like I don't have to put right. up with that anxiety. But it's like no, I want to. I want to face that. Like. Even like running tournaments and stuff, it's like, well, I'm gonna get anxiety every time I, almost every time I play. But yeah, well, I, I enjoy. I think this it's definitely thing. a comfortableness too. You know, you have to like do it so much that you're like, it's instead of being uncomfortable because it's a new experience and a new feeling, yeah. you sort of get used to that feeling, right? Yeah, it's not so much. At least to me, it's not so much repressing it. It's so much me being like, okay, this is happening. I'm in this moment. I have this anxiety. Yeah. Let's breathe that out. But exactly. Yeah. In addition to that, there's also like, what am I bringing today mentally? Like, mm-hmm. what have I been struggling with? Like, in my in my work life, like in my nine to five, which is actually like more like oh, a, I see. A, a six to six. But that's a whole other that's a whole other story, where I see. I, see. I have to like get those things or those thoughts out of my head or at least address them. Uh, one thing that's actually been really helpful to me, and I know that mm-hmm. this isn't available to everybody, but I talk yeah. to my wife about it. I, I just have a, a conversation. We sit down like after work and I just say, even if it's, it sounds shitty that like the story is like sometimes like, cause there's so there's so many days in your life where it's like, if you, work a job where it's like nothing really that significant happened but just like sitting down and saying that and just like being like okay i'm over that like yeah yeah, yeah. like a reality check sort of you know like you want to like you know put it out in the world and like put it up for comparison sort of like you know what okay maybe i overreacted in my head and it's not that bad or it's something i can move on from or take something good from it you know what i mean yeah like and just recognizing that that was a moment in the past I'm in this mm-hmm. moment right now, and yeah. and we're gonna walk out of it together. And it, like again, at least with me, because I I have a wife. I'm living with a partner, where it's mm-hmm. like we can just at least most of the time. She also works a lot too, so it's kind of like a, that's kind of the bad situation. Like my long hours start early <laughs> in the morning, and her long hours start at the end of the day. So it's like finding that time oh, can I sometimes see. be difficult. But that's you need to sync up somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's finding that that moment to yeah to readjust our our watches and make sure we're on the same time. Uh, but just like having just that one minute to just and if like try to have someone like in your life then if like you're coming to a tournament with anxiety or if like mm-hmm. it's if it's just like man that flight was rough like yeah, I'm exactly. tired I didn't sleep too much or like that was a long flight that was tough or this week was was really crazy at work but i need to move on and i need to get to the next 
moment in my brain. And like, sometimes you have to sleep on things too, like getting a good That's night's sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. Hell, good diet as well. You know? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, there's like, man, there's tons of things that you can do. Man, yeah, you. I feel like we just mentioned that flippantly, but like a good diet is yeah. <laughs> super important. Like that's that's not a thing to be like flippant about. Like there yeah, exactly. have been so many studies that just tie like that can even tie just mental health to diet and exercise. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that's what if you talk to your doctor, which if you think that something is just like seriously, there's a chemical imbalance in your brain, then like please go see a doctor. That's important. But yeah, exactly. Like the first thing they'll ask you is they'll ask you a couple questions of like, what is your, what's your diet? Do you exercise? How much are you drinking? Like very typical stuff where it's like they ask you it for a reason because like mm-hmm. they can glean important information and say, well, <laughs> you should, you know, yeah, maybe like back off on the alcohol or like back off on, you know. And just get moving during the day. Like I get up and yeah, exactly. Like during my work, I I get up and I take laps. Like I I I have to walk around and move because mo- for the most part mm. I'm I'm sitting down. Or if on days where I am sitting down, I'll get up and I'll have to move just to like just feel alive. <laughs> you know you can't yeah exactly. Walk. You have to like. You can't be in one state for too long. I feel like during the, during like the time you're awake, you have to like be transitioning. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you're playing fighting games. If you just sit there all day and crouch, mm-hmm. something bad is gonna happen, and you're gonna get uncomfortable because you've been crouching the whole time. So when you start walking, you won't feel as comfortable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like what a lot of people, because people mention you know good diet, you know what you should eat or what you shouldn't eat before a tournament, whatnot. But also timing is important too, because you can have a really good meal for yourself. But I find if you eat too close to the time where you have to play, like let's say you eat half an hour before and then you go up to play, I feel like personally for me and from what other people have told me that they do much worse. Yeah. Than if they eat like maybe two hours before. Or even like three hours before, for example. Like I personally myself, I do a lot of. Um, I'm I'm currently doing intermittent fasting, Ooh. so I eat only from one to nine p.m. And in those outside hours, I'm not eating at all. I'm just drinking water. Which is and I find it's, people should should do a lot more of. Yeah, it's 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 good for your body. I feel like hey, you listener, I'm, you're not drinking enough water. <laughs> How do I know this? <laughs> yeah. Because you're not drinking enough water. No, like exactly. almost no one does. <laughs> this is this is actually a little crude, but like a good way of knowing if you're drinking enough water is if you when you go to the washroom, and if your urine is relatively clear, like if it's more clear than yellow, then you're doing a good job. Yeah, that is true. And mm-hmm. if not, you need to like pick up the slack and drink more water because you're not having enough. That's not true. I I don't think I warned you, but you can swear on this show. You can say piss. <laughs> Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> I just don't want to go that way if I don't have to, you know what I mean? <laughs> understandable, understandable. Yeah. But you're totally right. Like, if if you've got some dank-ass piss, if you're, like, mm-hmm. shooting neon ribbons... Uh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta handle <laughs> Neon it. ribbons, that's a horrible image. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. There's There's been some, some gnarly business. Like, if you've just eaten yeah. a bunch of asparagus and you're ruining everyone's day, um, gotta fix that, man. Gotcha. I will say though, you know, I've tried so often to fix asparagus piss and it just it's not possible. It doesn't matter how much water you drink, it's, it's gonna possible. come out that way. Yeah, it's not possible. 
it's, that's it's why I really have to be careful when I have it, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like beet poops. You ever had the beet poops? Not yet, no. Because I'm pretty good with beets and I don't have them too much. So I haven't experienced what you have, but oh, man. No, I will now avoid like, it. You get some beets. You're, so here's, here's a good way to prepare beets. This is some, mm. some nutrition advice from the R Street Fighter podcast. Please. Uh, just go get some, just go pick up some beets. Just like the whole thing, the whole beet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can find that at your grocer. Uh, and then you basically prepare it just like a baked potato. You put it in the oven, you like salt the outside, stick okay. it in the oven. You kind of get to jab it with a fork first because I don't know if beets can explode, but I'm not sure, so I do it anyway. Uh, stick it in the okay. oven, and then you basically can just eat it like a baked potato. Uh, it softens up in a way that it's like, uh, it's not as soft as a potato per se, but it does mm-hmm. get soft enough where you can just eat it with a fork. And that little salt, little pepper, uh, maybe a little butter, so good. And also, that sounds really good. It is really good, but it also turns your your poops into like a lovely violet color. <laughs> in huh. a way that like, you're not going to want to, but you're totally going to want to show someone. You're going to want to be like, oh wow, yeah, you got to be proud of that, right? This palette of <laughs> this this violet, dark blue, bluish. It's it's. It is a lovely color that painters would pay thousands of dollars. I know <laughs> painters who would pay thousands of dollars for such a vibrant color. Uh, I'm sure there's a market out there for that. Of course there is. I've seen some yeah. high art. I have an artist friend who does. He's an artman. He's an artsman. Mm. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't put it by him. Uh, but yeah, uh, th- so that's like the other end of, of eating well and making sure that, <laughs> you know, those things are, <laughs> the point is those things are tied together where, yeah, hundred percent. If like eating a whole bunch of junk food or like hella sweets, uh, mm-hmm. and if you're, e- if you're intaking a bunch of calories like right before yes. and you're not expelling them some way, then it's going to be a problem. It's going to, it's going to, affect yeah, exactly. Your game. And the thing is, I found like for myself personally, like the best, the best way to find out what works for you is just through experimentation. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have a way to like be in tournaments. And I think everyone does. Cause like, there's always either locals in your, like near you, or at least at the very least you can have online tournaments and you can practice having, you know, certain things before having certain things during, right. you know, certain amount of water, um, you know, mental exercises that you're doing or breathing techniques. Um, and you can just find out what works best. I think for me, it took me about, I'd say six months to fully figure out what works best for me. And I'm still polishing a little bit here and there, um, like for certain moments, but in general, I know what to do just because of I've failed and tried so many times that didn't work, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Especially with, um, Evo around the corner, you're going to have a lot of people who, I mean, there's just a lot of people who really only travel to Evo or only travel to big tournaments. Uh, but yeah. specifically at Evo, uh, it's like it's kind of hard to get like food in a timely fashion. It's true. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of a hard thing to describe if you've never seen it, if you've never been there. But like getting to like from one place to another can take like a long time. Uh, yeah. And like waiting in line for food or waiting till like everyone is ready to go get food. Cause you'll, you might be going with a group. Like there's so many things that can delay you like having any kind of regular meal. So what I actually try yeah, and do 
is like on the Thursday or whatever, or whatever day that I get there, I'll I'll go to like a Trader Joe's or something. You can just like get a yes. like rent a car for a day, pick up like a bunch of food, like a bunch of food, like more that will take care of me for the weekend if like we don't eat out at all because like we're gonna eat out because yeah. the food there is very good like there's some very oh good yeah food in Vegas. so many good things there uh and there's the so crime many, to stay in and eat yeah it, it really it, honestly it really is <laughs> but yeah there's the just time, too much stuff to sample yeah yeah dude there's some uh, th- that is a whole other like longer conversation about like yeah. where to get all of the good i didn't prep for that one but i do have a list somewhere at least in my head of like well you gotta you gotta hit this place you gotta go to this mm-hmm. buffet. uh you gotta go yeah. really out of your way to get some to like get this really good pho uh whole num- number of things but regardless just getting stuff that can get you by uh on the from any moment to any other moment uh or and also getting like a bunch of water like having a ton of water huge Mm -hmm. and also because at least they did this last year you could bring water into the event you could bring a backpack into the event so i got like big old jugs of water like liters two liters of water uh, oh, I you were take, the jug person. <laughs> I took two. I took two in my in my bags. I could fit them with the stick. Uh, nice. And they came in handy. It was like because <laughs> you I, I ran into Michael Barton. He was like, "Man, I'm parched." I'm like, "Take one of these because I have Damn. eight, and I'm not gonna drink all <laughs> eight of these. <laughs> and I have two on my person right now. So here you go. Uh, it's, it's it's a desert. It's literally yeah. A desert. It is. <laughs> Yeah, and like last year was actually it was actually my first Evo, so I wasn't a hundred percent prepared for every experience. But yeah, mm. we we arrived Thursday afternoon, like just after twelve, and we I made the mistake of not eating. Mm. And the thing is, I didn't realize how hot and desert like it would be. Like I knew it would be hot because I've been to Vegas before. It's insufferable but... in the middle of the, the summer. <laughs> you've never been to. That you can't summer. breathe. No. You can't breathe. And then like we walked to. Um, Oh God, where was it? Shake Shack. And then after Shake Shack, mm-hmm. we walked even further to go to um, uh, this like convenience store. And I bought, actually the best thing I bought there was not only water, but this mixed nut bag. And mm-hmm. I was snacking on that through the entire day one of pools. And I felt super good. And by the end of it, I was on top of the world. I made it out in winters in my pool. So I felt really, really good. Not rad. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, any kind of like, Specifically, nuts that have a lot of protein. Uh, yes, like trail exactly. mix might not have protein in it. Like you might get like a Chex Mix trail mix that like ha- is just like salty. Um, yeah, I find those don't do too well because it makes you uh, thirstier too. You know. Yes, uh, but like something that has like like peanuts, almonds, uh, pumpkin mm-hmm. seeds, like that kind of stuff. Very good. I went for the one that had the it had like almonds, peanuts, cashews and strawberries, like dried strawberries. Oh, and wow. those uh, little yogurt good. balls. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm it was okay really good it. actually. Uh, yeah. something like that much better to eat than than like something salty that'll that'll get you more thirsty. Um, Cuz especially at a tournament there's going to be plenty of salt to go around so you don't need any more. Yeah. Yeah, plenty. Of <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, uh, that kind of covers like diet, but uh, what else? Anything on uh, mental health before moving on to perhaps the next topic? 
Well, actually, I was going to mention it before, but I thought we okay. could keep going the, di- the diet way. But um, yeah, yeah, when ahead. you mentioned, you know, talking about it with somebody, I think because it really helps when I talk because I have a girlfriend myself and um, I tell her everything I'm feeling uh, before, after a tournament. She like supports me from afar, sort of like she'll never go to an event ever. But um, oh, no, no, you she'll... didn't take her, take her to Evo. No, the, she would never Bowl. do it. I ah. that's what I told her it's like the Olympics of fighting games, but she just thinks it's silly. But she respects that, like you know, I'm trying to be good at something, and you know, I'm you know, I'm also improving myself while doing this. So that's fair. That's fair. You know, it's a win-win for her, right? Um, but yeah, I find t- even if you just have a player you know or you've met, like t- any most top players I talk to or people that are you know known in the community, mm-hmm. they're super nice and approachable. Like if you just tell them, like, hey, I have like, I have some questions, like if you don't mind answering usually like nine times out of ten they'll stop and like they'll like give you an honest answer they'll listen to you respectfully and they're not gonna you know interrupt you right so i mean if even if you have no friends in the world but you're going to a tournament if there's someone that you know or someone that you like just talk to them and tell them what you're feeling tell them if you're feeling nervous or whatever and why you're feeling nervous try to go you know as detailed as they they allow and you'll feel a lot better even if they don't give you the right answer or the answer you're looking for it might just make you feel better because you're putting it out there. You're making it not as big as you think it is. Because people always build up things in their head worse than when you actually say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I also kind of want to touch on pro tip for talking to pro players. Uh, yeah. Don't talk to them immediately after a match. If they've just finished a no. match. <laughs> like, don't touch them either like, yeah, right after yeah. a match. Don't do there's that. like some adrenaline. Yeah. It, it, it might sound like the, unless it's like, hell yeah, man. Like, like a congratulations. If, unless it's like just a congratulations. If uh, it's like a high five, that's like as the line. I'd say that's like as far as you that should. That is it. Also don't high five at conventions. Do a fist bump. <laughs> like, yeah, side, exactly. Side note, that's for true. Your, for your health. Only if fist you bump. don't know people, don't handshake. <laughs> don't touch, don't touch their hands. Give them a fist bump. Never touch your face. These are drink lots of water. Only fist bump people. Never touch your face are like the three ways to avoid convention disease. Um, I start bringing hand sanitizer actually because like yeah, that's true. And or hand wipes as well because you never know who's going to stick. Then you exactly exactly. That's why I've stopped lending my stick because I'm just paranoid as hell. Like when I get it back, it's just covered Mm -hmm. in sweat, and I'm like, I it was clean before. It's got that like weird, <laughs> gross, like dried sweat on it. That's like, ugh, it's gross. Or it's um, like, or it's got like texture to it, and you don't even know where it. What's it from? Yeah. Like, is it from their skin rubbing off? Is it like, do they have like skin problems? Like, I, I didn't see is. anything on their hand. It yeah. wasn't that way before, but um, but no. Exactly. So like, that's good. but but again, talking to like pro players, like if you can find them and they're like not playing a match and they're just hanging out. Uh, it turns out that they actually really like fighting games and talking about fighting games. So yeah. like, that's not crazy. If you're just like approach them with like, Hey man, like how, how do you feel about the matchup with my character versus the character you main? Or like, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Uh, Definitely. And they might have some information for you. Uh, if, Look. Okay. I was going to say, actually, a little story. I went to, when I went to Battlegrounds for the first time, the, I think it was the very first one they had in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, the one where Punk made a big impact or whatever. Right. So I was, it was right before pool started, and I saw Tokido just standing there by himself. And I'm like, okay, I play Vega, he plays Ryu, I have a Ryu to fight next to my pool, so I'm going to ask him a question about the matchup. And 
I could not believe how like down to earth and play and like his English was broken at the time. Like I think it's gotten much better now. Yeah, but um, like he's at the he's time he English for a while, but like he has yeah. gotten much better. Yeah, I agree. But he 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 broke down the match. So I asked him like, oh well, I have. He's like, what do you have problem with? And I'm like, oh well, I have trouble, you know, dealing with a really patient Ryu at the time. And uh, he mm-hmm. was like, oh well, if you use claw, like claw off, you can. They they get more scared and patient. But and this was in season one when Clawless was much better. Right. But um, he said, if you want people to come at you, you use Claw on. And I'm like, oh, okay. So kind of like use it to bait what you want them to behave like. He's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you know, it was just really interesting. I never even thought about it at the time because I was still I was still deeply learning like fundamentals and you know stuff like that was a little more high level because I I started playing in Street Fighter two, but I was only slightly serious. Uh, until like I think Super Street Fighter 4 and then I started going to my local scene and then started understanding what the heck an anteer was and like footsies and frame I didn't know what frame traps were till like probably like just the beginning of Ultra oh wow okay. which is crazy to me yeah because like because yeah. I felt all Street Fighter 4 was like insanely complex and OS has just confused the hell out of me yeah and, and then, in particular uh, like his his bread and butter yeah. Hickenfirm was like Three one frame, one frame links. links in a row. <laughs> like, yeah, jab, I still jab. can't get that down 100%. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. Jab, jab, medium punch into yeah. FBA. That's fun. That's a fun combo. Uh, oh, if you God. Wanna, you have if no you idea. Test your one frame links, kids. Play Vega. Because <laughs> you, know you know how you can plank stuff in that game to make things easier, right? Not with but jab. the thing is, you can't plank jab. <laughs> so I have to literally play like, tap. You, yeah, you gotta S link it, which is select link, or like backlink, which you could, you would have to like rewire your controller to have the select button on the face, if that makes sense. Oh, okay, um, okay, I see. That is a thing that you can do, where like the game reads the select input, uh, mm. basically similar to how plinking works. So I see, but you would have to like go in and like change the wiring of your controller to make that happen, which a lot of people did if their combos required uh, slinking prior or jab planking, which is kind of a, a hot mess. But and uh, the thing, well, the thing was, I was just convinced that like it's because I'm not good enough yet. That's why I can't do it. And then I realized that like, like Zeus at the time was like the Vega player to look at. Right. And even he would drop it sometimes. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll never get it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess this time is just impossible. So basically what I, how I used it near the end was that I would just use it as a frame trap. So if I ever got the counter hit, then it would add more plus frames on hit. Mm. And then I could link the crouch medium bunch (laughs) because I could at least confirm that. And then, you know, yeah, somewhat true. That would be my offense. That, that yeah. would be, man. If, like thinking back to Street Fighter Four, that was like brutal in terms of what it asked you and to link versus. If you look at Street Fighter Five to Street Fighter Four, it's like yeah, even even that counter hit. Like it's not like in Street Fighter Four where it gives you two frames. And yeah, if it was a light, it only gave you one extra frame. Right. You got two extra frames if it was a, a medium or a heavy, but you only got one extra frame if it was a if it was a light counter hit. Yeah. Ugh, really? I mean I really I I liked one frame links, but I didn't like how you had to learn them for some characters. And like if you didn't learn these one frame links, then the character is not you're not doing B and B's. 
for mm-hmm. example, which is crazy to me, you know? So I did like what Street Fighter V did with that. I just wish they kept some one-frame links, maybe, just for, like, you know, fancy stuff, like Daigo's uh, Evil Ryu combo he did to Momochi that one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. But, you know, for Vegas B&B, come on. Come on, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, a lot of people don't know about me is that my secondary in Street Fighter IV was Vega. I know really? I, fr- I know that I front Zangief all the time, but also, yeah, I love Vega. Um, He's so cool, right? Like as a character, I love how he looks and his yeah. play style, just everything about him. You know? No, I I can totally get down with Vega, and even in Super Turbo, like Vega, I think is brutal in terms of the mix-ups that he has. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't think they like Vega in Street Fighter Five is not the Vega of old. Do you want to? You have definitely not. Can you share your thoughts? Have you prepared any thoughts on Vega in Street Fighter? I have. I I think about him every day, to be honest. Okay. (laughs) And about why I like what I don't like. You know what I would change, what I would keep the same, what I miss. You know all that sort of stuff. Because I I played him in every game. I'll ask you this question, and this is not a leading question at all. This is not a loaded question in any way. Uh, why mm-hmm. is Vega the worst character in Street Fighter V? Uh, so even if I disagree, just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was an entirely loaded question. <laughs> it's a little bit just because I disagree. But but I will say there are reasons why he's the worst. Yes. Like that you could argue, I guess. But I just, as a whole argument, I don't think that's true. Okay, well, make your case. But yeah, okay, so I think Vega is mid to low mid. So I'd put him, like how many characters are there now? Like 30 or just over 30? It's generous. Is it? Uh, I can't even remember how many. uh, No, I'm saying mid to low mid is generous for Vega. Oh, you mean the placement, yeah. (laughs) I I haven't counted the characters in a long time. I don't even know how to count. Because the thing is, I feel, because when people put him so low, and then I think about the matchups he does well in to me. Like, okay. I think he beats Karen pretty badly, for example. I think he can handle Ibuki. Mm-hmm. And I think he can shut, destroy characters like Nash. He does well against Sakura. Um, like, certain characters you think, like, would, that are placed higher, but, like, I think Vega beats pretty bad or goes even. So that's okay. why I think, like, if you have this many favorable matchups, you can't be the worst in the game, you know? Like, you could not be a great character or top tier, which is fine. Because I, I think, actually, Street Fighter V has, like, the closest gaps between character strength. Like, even, like, bottom tier Zangief, I still think, is somewhat viable against, like, a handful of characters. It's just, like, maybe not tournament viable, but in, like, first to tens, maybe. To you know that, what I mean? I, I actually understand that fully. Uh, by the way, there's yeah. 32 characters right now. There's going to be okay, 34 32. by the end of the season. Okay. Uh, but I'll actually buy that defense because I feel that way about Zangief. Well, yeah. The In reason why the reason why I don't buy it for Vega is that Vega mm-hmm. I don't believe has any ways to end around in like two guesses. Mm, yeah, that's true. Like, you uh, mean if I'm fully stocked and he has, um, like, half-life left, yeah, for example? Yeah, he has no real good way of, like, landing that 
that one hit into a mix-up into like a V-trigger cancel into something that'll really put your opponent in a bind, let's say. He doesn't really mm-hmm. have that or any real good way to push an opponent to a corner. Like with the combo. I, I would disagree with, I would combos, disagree with that though. I would say. With like, well, because the thing is, his heavy kick roll carries you to the corner if you're mid-screen. Uh, okay, that that is true. So I guess if you land and, a like a, an actual full combo, then then that would be yeah. If you're landing your your stance change combos into heavy kick roll, okay. Well, like for example, though, I'll give you a scenario that's very common. So like with against Ken and a few other characters, I go clawless for most of the match because um, off whiff punishes and in neutral, I get a better anti-air and I get better whiff punishes and I can usually whiff punish with stand medium punch claw, clawless Mm -hmm. and that cancels into heavy kick roll. So any whiff punish I get mid-screen and I can hit confirm into heavy kick roll, it'll carry them to the corner and then after that knockdown they gets one of his best medias that covers both rises. So it's like automatic corner and I get good pressure and they're just stuck, you know? Is so that, I feel like he has... Is that a dash forward crouching medium kick? Is that the... Uh, you can do dash forward uh, crouching fierce. Crouching fierce. Or if, okay. you're, if, if they're exactly in the corner, you can do just stand medium punch and then immediately crouch fierce. And if they don't rise, you can just do another stand medium punch, another crouch fierce. Ah, okay, and it'll cool. cover literally every wake up. Except DP, of course, but you know. Right, right, right. Um, okay. I'll, but to your point, though, I understand how it, I understand how you would want to move him up the tier list because there are matchups that you win in, in certain, there are certain matchups that you win. I, I feel that way about yeah. Zangief where mm-hmm. there are some matchups with Zangief where I think, okay, like he does, he does have the advantage here. And yeah. when he gets a knockdown, he absolutely has the advantage here. Uh, characters mm-hmm. without a three frame, I think, really suffer uh, against Zangief. But there's oh, a sure. huge hole in his game that Vega absolutely has that is really important in this particular fighting game. But having a light mm-hmm. confirmed that is reliable oh. and doesn't whiff for some reason yeah that's the one thing that makes it annoying of a big problem it's it's like a pet peeve of mine now because like i've i don't know if it's because i'm crazy but like i purposely drop combos because i know they're probably not gonna hit you know because of ranges right like and i'm sure geef is the same way right so you know what i'm talking about i intentionally drop combos and go for a reset or look for or try and look at how they reacted to that situation and like yeah yeah and all i got was two lights off of it but then it's like well Mm -hmm. that'll drop i saw a counter (laughs) hit there so i'm not sure if if they tried to backdash so i i have to drop this combo i have to try for something risky because if i lariat here uh they can block it and get a basically a full punish on me um, not necessarily the case with Vega. There's not like a huge full punish, uh, but it still puts you at what? It's like minus five, or is it minus six? Or is uh, it for which one? Sorry, light kick roll. Light kick roll and minus six. Yeah, all of them are six, seven, and eight, and then EX is minus two. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just not having the ability to, I guess. 
that's just another thing, right? We were talking about mental strength <laughs> where like mentally that's, that's kind of a big ask to like, it is have that be well, in and- your mind of when you are hitting someone having to think mm-hmm. about, well, I can't trust it. I can't trust this. <laughs> it's true. Like I can't. And the thing is too, like even the one where he can knock down with claw, like if you do crouch jab into low ASC, um, unless you're point blank, it'll whiff. Yeah, you're not going to be close. The, the ASC, so it won't even combo, which is frustrating beyond belief. But I do realize it's more of like a mix-up tool, sort of like you know, to either you tick throw or you do low ASC to catch them walking back or throw teching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest annoyance though I have is um, just what they change from season one to season two. Because it, it almost feels like to me, it's not that they nerfed Vega, it's like two different designers are trying to force something for Vega, and they had a clear thing in mind for season one, and then when season two came around, it was just like massive changes to frame data, but then it ruined all these other things that either they didn't test, or they just don't care, or that, that's what their, that, that was what their intention was. But it just kept building and building. Like, you know, when they nerfed um, Vega's wall dive speed, like from the EX one, mm-hmm. they it messed up all these other combos and other situations where it should work. Like, no like no longer now, off certain combos into EX wall dive, I can get a neutral V-trigger rose. I have to do the down V-trigger. Because mm-hmm. it's slower now coming down, so that means he gets hit later, which means I don't land fast enough to get a neutral rose. Yeah, which I feel like it just it's just something either it's laziness or that you don't want people to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds there are a lot of issues where I, I thought that these certain changes seemed I I don't want to call it lazy, but like it just, yeah, but the thing is I don't know, right? It just sure. fe- yeah, I don't know and it just feels that way. Like certain changes yeah. where I was like Okay, they made this change, but like, did they think about this thing? Like, did they, mm. were they worried about this? Like, but I mean, Geef got you know cancel headbutt into SBD. That's so common, right? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just that was no. the weirdest buff I've ever seen. It was a weird buff because it also got negated by the V trigger and crush counter scaling. <laughs> so like, that's true. They gave that's him a buff, true. but then it also turned into like a huge nerf and waste of meter <laughs> because <laughs> of another system that they changed where it's like, Oh, maybe we didn't think about that. So like, it just makes it not useful really in any, in any sense. And it's not like headbutt well, is that yeah. useful of it makes, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you one thing. It gives mm-hmm. Geef one of the best combos in the game uh, in that if you have your opponent stunned, you do a neutral jump headbutt and you cancel that into EXSPD and you just with mm-hmm. an XPD, EXSPD, air borscht dynamite right above them and then you land headbutt again. So it's like you're just wasting meter for no reason. It's the best combo in the game. Huh. <laughs> the I mean, that's, disre- that, that's tilting. If it's I saw that. Like... <laughs> yeah. If you saw someone do that, <laughs> you'd be like, damn. <laughs> well and the thing that boggles my mind too is that like there are very similar moves to things that got nerfed with vega like for example like Mm. ex wall dive is very similar to akuma's demon flip and yet that is untouched and that is plus on block all in all the situations except for the throw of course right and yet vega's ex roll 
is minus two. Yeah, the dive you know, kicks, the dive kicks minus. If they the land, EX one is plus, though. Oh, EX, EX, yeah. I was going to say, like, regular, yeah. yeah, yeah. Regular, yeah. yeah so that's very that's interesting to me. Or even you know? so, like, the the thing that they changed with, with Akuma that they changed in Rashid was they made mm-hmm. it so that Rashid couldn't do his crouching hard punch into tor- or whirlwind shot, but then yes. they gave it to Akuma with standing medium kick <laughs> red fireball. Uh, granted, That's true. They did take that away. They That's did true. just take that away in this one patch where that was the basically the only effective thing that they changed. Uh, they made mm. some more consistent things with like uh, Armika, I believe, with the chair pushback. But that was like the one change that they were like, "Oh, uh, his stand medium kick is is minus. It's more recovery now." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And it is better. It is much better. I feel yes. like because yeah. I can get out and react sort of to it right when if they're going to go for it and yeah, I get yeah. a punish, which is nice. Um, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you some a few ex- obscure buffs that I want changed, and like this would be like a quick fix. It's not even like big changes. It's just like, for example, um, I don't know if you're aware, but in one of the patches, I believe it was season two point five. But Birdie, when he does stand medium punch and he mm-hmm. cancels into bullhead, he pops forward a little yes, bit. I so basically, any times, yeah. So basically, anytime he lands a heavy punch, a medium punch, he can always hit bullhead. Or bullhead, I should say. So I wanted that change for Vega with his roll. So anytime I land, you know, crouch medium punch or stand medium punch, and I cancel him to roll, it'll always, always reach from like a whiff punish, whatever. Just I want to always hit if I go for it. Because half the time I whiff punish with it, and then the roll gets blocked, and then I eat like 50% from Akuma. (laughs) Yeah, that that sounds like a a fair change. They just have to change the, the cancel location of those exactly right uh yeah i will say that works both ways in that wherever it gets canceled from is can also hurt you in a whiff punish scenario granted that doesn't necessarily affect birdie too much because medium punch disappears like immediately you can just that's true you can just throw out that shop however (laughs) however many times you want um it's true uh it just disappears but. And then finally, like probably the weirdest thing is that um, I don't know if you're aware, but when Vega does his rolls, mm-hmm. as his rolls are hitting, he does not build meter. He only builds the meter when the kick finally finishes. Okay. But then you can't cancel anything from it because basically, as you're rolling, you can cancel into super. I see. But I wish that for each roll or each hit of the roll, it would build a little bit of meter. Where it was like 10, 10, 10, 20 or something. Yeah. So, cause there's a lot of times in situations where I'm about to kill them and I land a roll right. combo, like off a whiff punish or whatever it is. And I would have built super off like the second roll, but because I don't, I'm like, I have to just let it go. And then, you know, try to survive and kill them. Right. I but see. for example, other characters like Abigail, each Abigail punch builds meter. So a lot of times when he does it and he gets super, he can just re- wait for it and then, you know, cancel him to super. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that is a smart change. I would agree with that. Um, the yeah. change that I think they should make with Vega, in mm-hmm. particular, the one thing that I just feel, it just makes him. I, I guess I would want to take away his useless buttons. And when I say useless buttons, I just mean like make mm-hmm. crouching medium punch clawed further range because I mean you can't yes. cancel it. So like why not give it more range? Why not make it like a better poke? You know what's ins- a little why insulting not? too, like design wise, is that 
his animation like throughout Street Fighter, like if you look at Crouch Me and Punch, he like lunges forward and like really wants to kill you with the Crouch Me and Punch. You know what I mean? Like he's got determination in his body pose, right? Yeah, it looks it um, looks good. His animations look good. Yeah, but in five, he just kind of sits in a crouching stance and just pushes his arm like thrusts his arm forward without mm-hmm. any body movement. So I feel like if they just did that, well, and the thing is too, like the hitbox itself is also shorter than the claw. Yes. So at least if they matched it to the claw, I would feel a little bit better. Like same yeah. with, you know, stand heavy punch and claw. Cause I can't tell you how many times I missed a shimmy punish because I walked back like a pixel too far. Oh yeah. And, and that claw goes right through terrible them. Terrible hitbox. The animation it was better before <laughs> that, that swipe up is like, there's a whole like he tears the fabric of space time with that claw. Uh, but even yeah. if you're standing in it, it doesn't matter because the hitbox is like at his fucking elbow. <laughs> but the thing is, like the claws, the the blade effect is like cutting them. Yeah. I'm like, no, Come I, on, guys. I, I understand Please. what he's saying there with his with his yeah. crouching medium punch because, like, if you look yeah. at Street Fighter Four, uh, CVS Two, if you look at even Super mm-hmm. Turbo, like that crouching yeah. medium punch is like like it it goes out there and i would be okay with like they made it like a slower normal like yeah i don't mind like a frame or two slower just give it as long as like range give it some utility to be like to stuff some buttons and say stop it stop moving and the thing is like i don't want to i don't want to change i don't want to change what vega is either like i want him to maintain what he is like a matador style right like a poke kind of get in how you want like hit and run sort of style really mm-hmm. mobile like you know screen control sort of so yeah i don't i don't want it cancelable either i just want it to be a really good poke because there's mm-hmm. some pokes in the game that aren't for vega and like they do way better of doing the same thing like karen's like stand medium kick for example yeah if, if you know what i mean yeah if vega's crouching medium punch had the range of karen's standing medium kick oh my great. god i would cry great i would cry that day they released in the patch notes i'd be like thank you capcom yeah or just like yeah match to hit box with (laughs) crouching medium punch animation and all vegas around the the world rejoiced (laughs) yeah that's the funny thing too because like when you play a character that's not 100 percent strong in every area when you get like a little buff you think it's like the greatest thing in the world oh yeah and i've been guilty of that too like when they when they buffed uh the light kick roll um first hit distance mm-hmm. i exploded i was like this is huge i'm never going to drop a light kick roll again and it turns out it just helps like ever mm-hmm. so slightly <laughs> yeah, like, barely make, it, it, it makes the coin flip a little more in your favor but not always yeah not but always. it's just like just go a little further like do you think beg is going to break the game if his light kick roll hits all the time really no. come no. on <laughs> like if if all light confirms were consistent yeah in in this game or like i don't know that's that's something about in this game that makes me a little frustrated like especially with especially when you see the way that they've designed things from like season two onward in particular even if you just look at like cody you can just match jab granted he's gonna be like you have to confirm it off of at least the second jab but like it's true you can just mash it from anywhere and like if he hits it he's gonna hit you (laughs) like 
I think that's a specific case, though, don't you think? Just because it's more of a nod to, like, Final Fight. That's So that is that is true. And maybe that's unfair. Yeah. But also, like, take a look at Blanca. If he hits you with that yeah. stand light punch and cancels it into whatever he wants to can- be it electricity, be it yeah. uh, Blanca Ball, like, going to get tagged. Um, yeah, it's true. It's just little, Although little actually, like I that. actually used to play Blanca though, and uh, I found out you can only do one light normal into electricity. If you do two, they will always whiff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you do two lights and you want it to still follow up, you have to do ex light electricity. Yeah, I was gonna say you have to do ex. I think. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Then that will yeah. reach, and then you get a follow up, and you know, etc. Yeah, his ex electricity I think is really good. I yeah I haven't looked at much high tier Blanca play, but like I really like his crouching medium punch into ex electricity just as pressure, just to say yeah me too I got a little bit of meter so like why not crouching medium punch electricity and let's see what happens let's plus just, six on block yeah let's just see what happens with that because he has set yeah. up where he can do that uh, on mm-hmm. on both rises it's just it's just a little fun little thing for Bl- I like Blanca and his end here his end here is really good. It, I'd say it's just as good as Armika's, probably, because it hits behind his head, too. Of anti-airs. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> back to Vega. <laughs> Please. How do you feel about Vega's anti-airs? So, I'm I'm really happy that they buffed him in, I believe it was Arcade Edition, not 3.5. Yeah, they, yes, incre- they increased the hitbox a little bit and reduced the hurtbox, which is nice. So, good quality of life buffs. Uh it's still not enough. You're speaking it's about still not his, enough. his crouching hard punch. Yeah. Um, well, cause his stand hard kick, I think is perfect. Like, I think yeah. you don't need to modify it at all. Cause like it, it's meant for, you're for looking for a out. jump yeah. specifically and you're seeing it and doing it. It's not supposed to be like a late anterior nut button. It's supposed right. to be a little earlier and then they it crush counters more often now, which is nice. Yes. Um, but yeah, crouch heavy punch. The clawed version is definitely not made for anteering at normal jumping ranges, I've noticed because the way they increase the hurt box, they increase it horizontally, not vertically. So basically, I I figure like design wise that it's meant to be used as like a better poke or a counter poke. But Vegas crouching a heavy punch in clawless is definitely better as an anterior. It's just right. the problem is is that it doesn't have enough active frames. I think like mm. the animation is not okay. actually. How long it's active for which is the problem so if okay. like i whiff a throw and they neutral jump at me and i go with throw crouch fierce immediately like my fist will still be there but i'll get hit by like you know ken's jump roundhouse or jump medium or jump heavy punch for example and hmm. then i die hmm. i guess that's the thing about vega though is that he mm-hmm. does have an anti-air for every situation yeah definitely but he does. They're very specific, though. You have to be thinking about it. Yeah. And more often than not, you're jumping, jumping medium kick. Mm-hmm. Or light kick. I would say actually uh, jump medium punch, arguably, just because yeah, it hits yeah, okay. uh, straight up in an upwards angle. And it beats certain things. And hmm. the things it trades with, it, it actually benefits Vega. Like, Is that for a example, neutral jump medium punch or a jump forward medium punch? Uh, either or works just as well, I find. Okay. But um, like for example, if you do it against uh, Akuma or Ibuki, which I I typically don't like to anti on the ground because they have ways of you know stuffing you on the ground, like with the you know kunai or fireball. But if you hit them in the air and you trade with their projectile, you actually win the trade, hmm. and you get a meaty. 
as well. You can get a meaty crouch jab into command grab or whatever you want, like a low ASC if you have claw on. All right, so I and just quite think, fast too. So. I think that those things, which are basically inconsistent, or at least mm-hmm. requiring brain power of anti-airing and not having that light confirm, just yeah. automatically drop him in the ranks, regardless of where his matchups stand. Where, yeah, like you might think that. I actually don't. I haven't asked you about this, but uh, mm-hmm. how do you feel about like you might think that Vega beats Zangief. You also might not think yep. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. I do. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's definitely a good matchup. He he beats you know all of the grapplers in my mind. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because you can degrees. just medium punch Aurora Spin Edge, and Geef actually doesn't have an answer for that. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. It pushes you to the corner, not. but like, that's just you have to make like, like a pretty solid read. You have to like know yeah. my habits, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you basically have to preemptively press stand hard kick, which like yeah. Is a long range, like from far out to where Vega can whiff punish you if you do it uh, fairly mm-hmm. easily, but like that's like oh, yeah. the only thing you can do. Or <laughs> jump preemptively, which again, not ideal and also manageable with Vega's other options from the range that you would be jumping. Regardless, so yeah. like those anti airs being a problem, light confirms being a problem. Which, like, there's yep. ways to fix those things. Uh, mm-hmm. I think automatically kind of just drop him in the ranks, just in general. Regardless of yeah, I think I think just the, the biggest issue about his antires is just that it's only when you compare mm-hmm. that they're bad. You know what I mean? Because on their own, they're actually, like, decent. If you just look at the, how consistent they are, the thing is you just can't do them early and you really can't do them late you have to like it's like kind of like older street fighter style i find like you have to like specifically know and the thing is like he never had good anti-airs before either like this is the best anti-airs he's probably had aside from you know scarlet terror which is like a a special move yeah okay you know what i mean Uh, but like 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 say like street fighter force card man or like just stand hard stand roundhouse was pretty good <laughs> i mean it, good. it lost to so many jump-ins though like when i okay. record yeah, ryu doing a he- jump heavy kick i can't anti him unless he's at like the furthest range possible yeah you did end up having to do like neutral jump medium kick a lot with with vega yeah it's true but and his his uh air throw is like an amazing anti yeah, like it's super good, good. Yeah. And it's still good in this game. Like it does crazy too. It like his jump air throw in five does more damage than his light and medium punch command grab, which is nuts to me. Hmm. Math nuts. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Anything else, any closing thoughts on Vega before we move on? I mean, I love the character. I actually, I've tried to use secondary characters for some bad matchups I've had, but Mm -hmm. like, at the point I'm at now, I've just kind of given up on doing that because of two reasons. One, it doesn't feel, it won't feel good to win a tournament or whatever when I've used other characters because then I can't give full credit to Vega, which I want. And another thing, just because I just love the character too much. That's fair. And I mean, I, I know some Zangief you know, mains out there that will totally back you on that. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I've said this before on Twitter and whatnot, or in other contexts, but basically, I strongly, strongly believe, and you can, I don't think there's anything someone can say to me to make me think otherwise, but it's just that I think he's strong enough to win 
tournaments or to win things that matter. But I just think I'm not strong enough yet, and I need to catch up to how strong I think Vega is. Hmm. Even okay. if he may not be the best in the game or you know viable according to some people, but I feel like he really exposed. Like when I lose with him or I lose in a scenario, it's because I did something wrong, not because the character is broken or inefficient or whatever. Because it's something I can fix. Okay. You know what I mean? I, th- I can understand that opinion. I don't know if I agree with it. Uh, but I'm yeah, a little more. I'm just a little more jaded, uh, and I've <laughs> come to terms that most Zangief mains have just switched to Abigail because Abigail can win. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just love Geef though. I think I think there are some matches though that Geef does better than Abigail. It's not many, but I think yeah. there are a few uh, examples, I, like I Balrog, for example. You I know? agree. I don't yeah. know how you feel about that, but uh, yeah, the, yes, I do agree with that. But also, mm-hmm. Abigail wins a lot more matchups than Zangief wins. <laughs> It does for the, sure. The overall uh, matchup chart. Uh, regardless, uh, we got to move on to to other stuff. Can you talk to me about the Vancouver scene at all? Yeah, for sure. Um, so basically, we're located in Vancouver, Richmond, specifically of okay. BC. Um, which, like, in terms of like BC, we're, Richmond is known as like the Asian part of this of Vancouver. Okay, I um, did not know that. And uh, and we actually have uh, Kenny Lamb, so Ariu from Street Fighter Four Days. He's actually the TO and runs all the events. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. Like he's so cool, honestly. Like I was yeah. kind of like starstruck when I first realized that it was him because <laughs> uh, I just watched like a Mike Ross video of him teaching Ryu to people. Yeah, like the the, the cross counter. Yeah, if you yeah. look up cross counter Air Ryu, it's like a. Mm-hmm. God, how long is that? I couldn't even guess. He does like <sighs> at least t- ten to twenty minutes like, on each matchup, and then like a whole yeah. In my mind, yeah. In 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 my mind, it's like twenty four hours. <laughs> it's like a it's a full <laughs> day of him sitting down on a couch talking about everything Ryu can do in that version of the game. Uh, it's amazing. I opened my eyes. <laughs> it's really opened my uh, eyes and soul. <laughs> yeah, and like. That is a, actually a really good introduction to the game in general, bec- that mm-hmm. game in general, because it does specifically open you up to not only just uh, like, here's what Ryu can do. He's also like, well, you want to stand here because look at this, like, look at this situation. Or yes. you want to do this option select because they have no options here. Or like, you want to throw mm-hmm. a bio- fireball from this range because if Zangief Lariat's, look at this, I can punish him every time like on reaction. yeah exactly and it's like whoa like okay like though that's how you should be thinking about character matchups or like here's an approach someone's approach to fighting games who like mm-hmm. is very intelligently looking at it and you know breaking down the game into its core mechanics uh, yeah very it's great. transferable all transferable skills mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. up to you to you know determine what you can take and what you can study right yeah hell yeah uh but he runs that uh that scene out there yeah so basically every week so he runs a bunch of fighting games i I believe it's from uh tuesday to sunday and street fighter happens on thursday nights at eight o'clock and then stream for a top eight usually starts at uh, 9 p.m and then sundays as well at the same time frame all right cool Um, yeah it's amazing i I've, I've gotten probably like if i didn't have my scene i probably would not be as good as i am today 
that is everyone. <laughs> that is Definitely everyone. not. Yeah, I know a lot of people say that, but like, yeah, no, really, like, I, I don't say it to be like dismissive of that opinion. I I want to say that yeah. to be encouraging of people to be like, get yeah, get involved, play people in your area, uh, meet with people that are stronger than you, and learn from them. Mm-hmm. Th- well, not only that too, but like I've gotten, I've gotten like no, you're totally right, and like I've gotten so many experiences because of them because. <laughs> Uh, like t- for two years, uh, the Red Bull, well, not, not two years, but like for the, pa- I think it was last year only, but the Red Bull Proving Grounds, um, circuit would come through Vancouver and, um, I qualified twice. One time Kenny La- or Aru was supposed to go, but then I took his spot cause I was the runner up in fourth place. But then the one in Chicago, I actually qualified in second place. Oh, word. So I got to travel to LA and Chicago for the first time, just because I placed well at tournaments for street fighter five my local scene yeah you would be surprised how many places yeah. just being involved with fighting games will take you um yeah that's a cool story exactly. and, I, and i started streaming um because of one of the players i know um his name's uh togashi asriel he's like a a nash player uh, he's yeah a, i know i know asriel i i recognize that name yeah, yeah yeah so he like he streams like every day he's like a full-time streamer but he yeah. also does a job on the side and so he's super dedicated but yeah i've learned a bunch of like twitch stuff from him um Cerroblast as well is from Vancouver like he's a super strong he just player got like signed, he's been, actually didn't he he just got signed yeah and we all supportive of him so yeah it's great for him and great for oh, the shit, scene I can't remember the team um, actually because it's like a like a bitcoin team it's <laughs> yeah it was like a cryptocurrency thing I can't it was like EC ESE continue yeah maybe yeah but um yeah, and even the players that like aren't signed or you know aren't even known like we all really support each other and i think you know every a lot of scenes do but like i think it's just really important to like constantly push each other to improve and like always share tech because that's i think that's why japan does so well because like they share everything with each other and i think like north america doesn't do that enough Mm. you know like in theory fighting i think people don't do that enough either like they need to talk about why you were going for this certain thing and why you weren't going for other things or what you were feeling or thinking in this situation here, mm-hmm. you know, just, um, just talk, talk more, talk about your feelings, you know, <laughs> you joined esports ecosystem. There you go. Which okay. is esports eco on Twitter. If you're looking for, for them also, if you're into Bitcoin, th- I think it yeah, the financial call me, he calls himself. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Uh, uh, no, I've always laughed at that name. Yeah, it's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, you're totally right. Like the opportunities that you get just by being ingrained in the people that are around you is like because guess what? There's a lot of very driven people in the FGC, as it turns out. Uh, to yeah, be definitely. as skilled and as talented as they are, like takes a lot of effort, and you can learn a lot from them. So highly encouraged. And especially too, like when I first went, my impression going in was that I'm going to see how well I do. Like, I thought I was so good. <laughs> nah, you trash. I thought it was so good. Yeah, <laughs> I was caught garbage. I went, like to tell you how frustrating it was, I went 0-2 for a month and a half. Mm-hmm. I didn't get around on anybody. Even the worst player there who played Goken and was like a casual player. And I think also because I hated Goken at the time. But after I got my first match and I went one and two, oh my god, I was hooked forever. It's good. Feeling. I could not stop. It's a good. Yeah, feeling. it's a really good feeling. And then, like when I got you know top eight after that, when I got you know certain placings, 
it's just every little little milestone just kind of snowballs and it feels better and better and better and then you want to give back more like you know more of your time more of your support for your scene mm-hmm. you know yeah, i think i think yeah, we're because right. we're very fortunate for our scene because like our, our their space is very good we have like a good stream setup we have like you know a commentator couch for god's sake like we have all the cameras necessary the mics um yeah it's just like you know anything that i've seen humbling, out of, you know out of that community has been pretty good pretty good quality yeah impressive we have star wipes for god's sake like for transitions <laughs> okay <laughs> based the quality of your community on star wipes which like yeah, like I, listen i'm not i'm actually not making fun of you highly appreciate <laughs> no, some, some dumb as fuck shit as star wipe that shit is tight <laughs> Because come on, what stream has that, right? None. I got Star Wipes. You're not going to see Star Wipe on on any of my streams. I'm not not that professional uh, a streamer, apparently. Uh, That's rad as hell. Uh, I do want to bring up. I mean, like hmm? we kind of talked about Red Bull is that this weekend, uh, Red Hmm. Bull Conquest, Dallas, Texas, and St. Paul, Minnesota. So if you're in any of those regions, uh, hit them up this weekend. and also this weekend, I don't know if there are any listeners from Asia, but SEA Malaysia is this weekend as well, uh, if you can travel to Oh, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, so those are the things that are kind of going on, but specifically the Red Bull Conquest in Dallas, Texas, and St. Paul. Uh, if you can find your way out to them, or if that makes sense for you to travel to those this weekend, I recommend it. They can be a fun time. Especially Red Bull. Especially Red Bull. I find yeah. Red Bull has like the best events Dude. to go to if you're a first timer. Yeah, Romanova was talking yeah. about it like well it was a couple of weeks ago when she went to, um, she went to one of these events and was like, there was like a VR setup there. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? A VR setup? Like, oh yeah, I, like where they're breaking the car or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wait, it's like crazy. what? Like they have that kind of shit. Like that's some real dumb fun that I can super get behind. And that that's yeah. that's some real cool stuff. So if you are around those regions, I can see no reason not to. Yeah, um, highly recommend. Highly, highly, highly recommend. So those that's kind of what's going on this weekend. Uh, two other things that I want to bring up uh, before we kind of try and wrap things up here because we're kind of pushing into sure. now. Don't take up too much of your time. Yeah, but, that's fine. Yo, High Fight released a game. <laughs> Did you? See I saw this? that today. Footsies. Yeah, it's footsies. Yeah. Footsies. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> such a good idea. Uh, and it's what it is. It's super basic. It's effectively. A more advanced dive kick. I don't want to reduce it that far because he made a very good series of short, uh, like in very high fight fashion, like (laughs) one minute long clips of like, here's this part about this game. Here's another part about this game in this thread. And I'll link it in the show notes, but it's just like, oh, this is the most high fight thing you could have ever made. This is great. (laughs) Thank you so much. And people are already taking it to their locals and playing it. And oh, it's out already. You can it, play you it. You can now. just do. You can. It's he, he posted Damn. GitHub. You can just. You can just play it. You Damn can it. just play it, and you can take it to if you have a laptop, and you can take that to a local. You can play it. It is a game footsies. that you can play. You can play footsies. Um, Jesus Christ! So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, very like. 
actually don't even want to say it's like crude animations because the way that it animates is like oddly smooth, but it's very pixels. Like it's just pixel outlines of a Ryu looking character. Um, and you move like back and forth, you can dash, uh, yeah. And you can do either a, I'll just say the contemporaries, you can do a standing medium kick or a crouching medium kick. The standing medium kick is faster for like punishing, but the crouching medium kick has more range. Um, yes. And, and it's the third strike one too. It's the like Ryu crouch medium yes. kick. Yeah, it's the one where it like yeah. sticks out. Uh, yeah. So you have that, but how you beat your opponent is you have to confirm that hit into a special move. And Damn. That's how you deal. That's how you deal the KO is you have to get that hit and then cancel into your special move, uh, and you can block right. So like if you yeah. block. And they cancel, you're punishable, and you could lose health. But you can only block, I think, like four or three times. And then you do, like, it's guard break after that. You can't block anymore. So Really? Yeah, you can't be over-defensive because you'll just get blown up by frame advantage. I want this at Evo. I want this at Evo right now. (laughs) I guarantee you this will be at Evo. I guarantee yeah. you this will be at Evo. No questions asked. Without a doubt. Without, Without a, a doubt. doubt. You'll see people losing so much money. You'll see people losing so much money. John Choi will people take all the money. For free. They love footsies. <laughs> John Choi <laughs> would love to take your money. <laughs> Jesus. It would just be like the arcade. People just start lining up, and then he's just going to like knock them out one by one. It's gonna and then you're going to go back to the line, and he's going to walk out with a billion dollars. Simple. Uh, no, so that is awesome, and I just want to give a big congratulations to High Fight for making that. Uh, and also, uh, I believe Weed helped with it as well. Uh, so follow oh, okay. both of them on Twitter, and also just like support this awesome, dumb, great thing that exists now in the world. This is so great. It's fantastic. Um, Amazing. The other thing I want to bring up, uh, do you want to talk about fighting EX Layer at all in any way? Have you, have you played it at all? Please. Uh, well, I liked it so much that it changed my my uh, name on Twitter to Fighting Ex Geki. Yeah, I wasn't trying to bait you into a response there at all. Yeah. I <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I I love Fighting Ex. Like, I I grew up playing the Ex series, like the Street Fighter Ex. I wasn't okay. a big fan of the graphics, but I definitely loved the characters and like mm-hmm. the tools they had, like the just the whole like mechanics of the game. And uh, I love that you could cancel into supers and supers then cancel into those supers. supers into other supers, right? Mm-hmm. So I love the whole idea. And then when EX was announced for PS4 beta, like last year, I was mm-hmm. incredibly hyped. And when it came out, I was like, this is everything I wanted in a fighting game. Because it was this thing that started as what people thought was an April Fool's joke. Yeah, and I think it was and sort it of, of like, it like kind the waters of was. Thing, and that you know? developer was like, well... People okay. want this. <laughs> I, yeah. guess, I guess we'll make a Skullamania game, uh, mm. <laughs> which is like hilarious. It's so, it's so amazing. Like, um, I like so I love Garuda. What do you, in the what game. Do you like, like? My guy. So what do you? Oh, what do I like? Like about the game in general? Because a lot of people picked it up. I don't know if a lot of people are actually playing it. Uh, it's yep. one of those things where people were like, "I like that they did this, and I want to support this." Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know how this game works. I don't know how the systems work. What should I be looking for? What's good about this game? So I think, basically, it's it's. I think the people that are going to like it the most are the ones that kind of miss old school fighting game design, 
like like low fours that are crazy long reach and cancelable oh, you know God, like so long range they're ridiculous yeah you know what i mean or like you know crazy stuff that seems broken but like everyone has broken stuff so it's like fine yes you know what i mean yes and um intention like and almost is, intentionally dude, broken stuff exactly exactly or like this looks too strong but we're gonna let it rock because you can do something different that's also really good you know mm. what i mean and um also the the gogi system it feels like what street fighter cross tekken should have been like mm. but even crazier if i could say that because there's more like um gogi that affect certain things and aspects in in the game and the thing is that's nice about it too is that as you're playing a match between two characters that have two specific decks of gogi Mm -hmm. then by the second round or even the final round, everything can change because that means certain Gogi have activated by that time. And there's crazy stuff. Like there's full screen teleports. Like if you dash forward, you just teleport in front of your opponent. So it, there's full it, screen jumps. For people who might not know, uh, explain how, just very basically how the Gogi system works. So essentially what you do before playing, after picking your character, you pick a Gogi deck, which is essentially like picking a set of, passive skills that will unlock after a certain amount of time in the game or after certain conditions are met like oh i knocked my opponent down five times this activates for example right and basically there are there's buffs that buff your character in a certain way like there's armor there's like guard break there's you know guard canceling there's like meter up all that sort of stuff and it's just based on the characters you play and the thing i like about it too is that it's based on how you like to play x character it's not really like this character only works with this Gogi. It's like how you like to play. That's what works best for you. Can I mix and match my Gogi? No, which I love because I think that's what kind of broke Street Fighter Cross Tekken is that you could choose individual Gogis. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing is each deck has a theme, right? right? So each theme of the deck is like balanced in its own right. And then there's counters or sort of counters to each deck. And I think because of that, I hear a lot of people call it gems, right? And yeah. I feel like that's that's like a scary word that the FGC has learned to reel away from. But yeah, for it, sure, it it actually functions a lot more like grooves in CVS two. Mm. Of here's just a that's set a good of point, actually. here's just a set of abilities that you can now have with this deck of Gogi. Yeah, and, that's and actually a good way of putting it. And here's another deck of which gives you a whole other set of abilities and and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Uh, yeah. It feels much more similar to that. Um, not entirely that way, just because of how that game was in particular, but it it is, in my opinion, similar to that. Yeah, um, it, is, it is. that I've never thought about that because it is, it is probably more like CVS2 with the grooves. But I think just like aesthetically, it's more like the gem system because it's like certain conditions have to yes. be met before you're able to use these abilities. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, like the way that they're active, activated and the way that they present themselves in the game are more like, oh, yeah. this is a thing now. And when I dashed, I was invisible for a second. So what's that about? Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's true. Like, oh, oh, that thing popped now, or I'm one away from one knockdown away from activating this Gogi. So, like, am I gonna try to go for a sweep or something like that? Uh, yeah, just things like that. Um, and the thing that's hype about it too is that, like, it whatever you activate in a round that stays throughout the entire match. Mm-hmm. 
So you could be playing a certain way against a player or like an, a certain like character, for example, right? But then as soon as they activate one Gogi that they've been trying to activate the whole time, you have to change everything that you've been doing to right. counter that one aspect of their Gogi or their play style. Or you can't block it just changes, because right? guard crush, like yeah, things like that that just exactly change the way. It's very fluid in that way of the mm. match starts out playing one way, yeah, and ends up playing an entirely different way that you have to actively think about if both players yeah. are effectively using their gogi. Exactly, exactly. I think it's gonna as time goes on, people are gonna just be more creative with like how they approach matchups and you know different characters using different decks and all that sort of stuff and mm -hmm. i think it's going to be a great game in, in the future yeah and i think that they're going to continue working on it because i i really yeah. want to bring it up on this episode because uh just the other just what's just this morning or last night where they announced mm -hmm. listen enough enough people are playing and we've made enough money so far that we can finish these two characters that we were working on uh, yep. And guess what? We also have an arcade mode. So it's like, here's all this stuff that like we now have the ability to finish because we didn't think that we were going to have the money for it. Cause guess what? Game development is expensive. Um, yeah, of course it's a just, tiny team too. Like super yeah, small team, it's super small. Um, and if you're actually wondering at all about like the, this is kind of an aside, but if you're curious at all about the cost of fighting games, look up uh, the cost of what it takes to, I think you just Google this directly, uh, mm -hmm. what it takes to uh, make one character in Skullgirls. Because there was a very good breakdown write up of like, this is how much it costs to animate. This is how much it costs to develop that character's normals. This is what it takes to develop the special moves and how, oh, wow. and like balance the whole game. Like does this yeah. break? Just, and, and it broke down. Like, this is the cost of this. So that like when people see like, Oh damn, that's like a high number. Uh, be like, well, yeah, like this, it's, <laughs> it's game it's, development. It's game development. This shit's expensive. Like, hang with yeah. us. Uh, but with that said, enough people were like, "Yes, this, this." I'm glad that this game exists. Thank you for making this thing. Where they were like, "Well, guess <laughs> yeah. what? You guys thanked us money. enough that we can finish this stuff that we were working on." So, like, super thank you, and also continue to support it, please. And maybe we yeah. can do more if you want. Um, and well, and the craziest thing too is that it, they're it's free. There's the yes, characters yes. are free. Arcade mode is free. I, yeah, no I totally forgot for to. Anything. Yeah, I forgot to yeah. mention that part is that these characters are free, uh, which is, yeah, like that is the actual huge announcement part of this. That it's like it's not yeah. DLC characters. When I say they've added new characters, it's just they've just added the characters. You just get them. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think you probably have to download them, but like, yeah, right. There, yeah, yeah. there's no fight money required. There's no season pass. They're just gonna give it to you old school. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, yeah. now that I think about it, uh, do you only get that with the standard version of the game? Actually, that I'm not aware of. I believe if you get if I you have either version, to, you'll get both. I'd be willing to bet that it's it, they only. I, I, I'm not looking this up right now, and please correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. But uh, mm -hmm. I would be I would be led to believe that you would only get the DLC characters if you bought the standard version, which is only twenty bucks more. Uh, but yeah, it's not a big difference. It's not a big difference, and also like if you want to just try out the game for the forty bucks, uh, you get basically everything except one Gogi deck and 
uh, one character. I forget which character it is. Um, yeah, you don't get a Hokuto. Yes. She's basically like this Shirase's good form, sort of. Even though Shirase seems broken in this game currently. But also, all the characters are broken. Know. I don't know. My whole yeah. is broken. So, like, I don't know. Darun is very good. Darun throws his hips into the air, and you go into space. So, like, that's... You get a reset I'm, after that. I am okay with, with Darun. Darun is a good, good boy, and that is a good, good yeah. super. That's I'm <laughs> super on board uh, with whatever he got going on in the midsection to what makes you go so high. Uh, it's very good. It's very, very good. Dude, it's core core exercises. That's all it takes. Yeah, you just gotta work that core. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that's that's enough time for fighting layer, fighting ex layer. Uh, again, they really missed the boat on calling it fighting layer ex. Um, yeah, uh, that's true. How could they have done? This? I can't believe they've done this. Um, <laughs> That's that inexcusable in my yeah, opinion. Really, just unforgivable. Um, however, <laughs> if that sounds good to you, um, maybe look up how that plays because there are some people who I understand like don't enjoy the way that like dashing into normals in order to combo works. I can see that oh, turning see. people off, right? Of like, yeah. and it's it's very aggressive in that way of like you can be full screen and then you dash forward into your combo and then like that's the only way that you can get certain links to land because you carry momentum as you you dash and cancel into a normal definitely yeah but i think like if you like street fighter 5 i think you will enjoy this game because it's just like if they cranked the craziness factor of characters and like you know the side effects of like you know the gogi and like cranked it to a hundred you know <laughs> it's just if, if like they overbuffed everyone in Street Fighter Five, I feel like you'd get Fighting Layer EX or Fighting EX Layer. I would almost say if you were a fan of, and this is like a bad comparison because this game didn't have a lot of fans, <laughs> but if you were a fan of Street Fighter Cross Tekken, you would yeah. like you will actually like this game. Oh but yeah, for like sure. Ch- like I chain combos. Cross is a good game. Yeah, like chain combos, launchers, like all kinds of weird dumb fun that you can have yeah. with those, those kind of games but uh, okay mm. enough about about fexel it's enough fexel <laughs> for, for the night i'm uh, gonna go into the ending portion of the show uh listeners might know that anytime i have a new guest on i like to ask them the core two questions that i ask everybody and so uh geki i extend these questions to you which is the first question what is your favorite normal attack in any game? Oh, okay, so I'm I'm tempted to pick a Vega normal, but I think in terms of all fight, like the most significant to me, like that holds a personal personal place in my heart, I think is Ken's stand heavy punch mm. in Street Fighter 2, like the original Street Fighter 2. Okay. And it has to be on the Super Nintendo. because, And I'll <laughs> okay. tell you why. Because, because there is a, a heck of a lot of frame drops when you hit someone with a heavy attack. So in this, the scenario I'm looking at that makes me just like, I go full childhood and like I can't get out for at least a day. But if Balrog is dashing at me with a dash punch and I'm Ken and I stand heavy punch and interrupt this dash punch... The slowdown effect is so dramatic, and then the pose Balrog takes, he's, like, leaning forward, and I think he's vomiting blood. I'm not sure. But 
because there's a, an effect that comes out in old in the older street fighters and i don't know if it's blood or if it's vomit but like it just looks so satisfying and it feels so good so that's <laughs> that's why it's my favorite normal it's unintentional and i love it with ken. <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah yeah and i love it with ken just because he's like he's just he's super cocky right so he, it just fits like how painful it is for Balrog to get hit by his fist that's an interesting answer I'll extend I, I like that I like how it's tied to a moment tied to a, a certain instance uh, and specifically a console that <laughs> yeah <laughs> which may or may not have issues running the game in total uh, that was a good oh game. yeah exactly like, yeah that, that's, that was a good game on, I, th- I mean I think broken as hell fine, but yeah you know, broken as hell but a, a fine yeah. port for, for its day uh, yeah, if you could choose a Vega normal attack, I'm going to extend this question. I'm going to give you a sub. Yeah, please. If you could choose a Vega normal, which would it be? Uh, and I would have to pick the specific game, right? Because the normals are slightly different in yes. each game. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. These things matter. It's true. I would pick Street Fighter 4, and I would pick Vega's Close stand heavy punch yeah because that yeah, would just kill that would murder anyone that's like <laughs> i like two I, slashes yeah. i like that normal cancelable well. into crutch medium punch and it leads to so much damage oh, and yeah. plus like it just looks brutal you know yeah, because if people have never played that game uh when he is close up and he presses heavy punch it is like slash slash it's a double like take this and this and you can link after yeah. it into a big combo it's a it's a whole thing uh it mm-hmm. can beat focus attacks because it's two hits so yeah you don't have to worry about that um can beat certain back dashes oh because it's so active he's like swinging forever yeah uh, not, not all based on range and distance but like some mm-hmm. uh yeah no, it's a good button. I uh, I am in agreement with that button. Good stuff. Thank okay, uh, then I will ask you the second question. Uh, what is your favorite combo in any game? Um, so I had one written down, but I think I'm going to change it to... Oh, okay. Uh, basically, I don't have a specific combo, but I will say in Killer Instinct... It could be like a I situation. Think ultra combos. Yeah. Okay, I'd say ultra combos are the best combo in any fighting game. Okay, Ex- elaborate. So, if you have never played Killer Instinct, basically, it's amazing because when you land an ultra combo, so basically how you perform it is you do a combo, and if they get to danger in their life bar, it like flash red, and then you'll have the word danger above their health. Mm-hmm. If at any point you're in mid combo and that happens, if you do a sequence, like usually it's like a special move, that the character already has, you just add three punches or three kicks instead of the regular single punch or two punches. And it'll trigger an ultra combo, which basically you'll do a crazy flurry. It's almost like a brutality in like the older Mortal Kombat games. You do a bunch of crazy hits in like sequence and they'll end with a big finisher and then you can extend that finisher for style points. But what's really nice about having it in the new Killer Instinct is that each hit is timed to the music of that stage. This is a good answer. So it's super hype. When it's basically like you're making a new song. And then even when you add extra points, like let's say you juggle further after the final juggle, it still does the music with it too. So that's why it's my favorite combo. 
And yeah. specifically, I'll say I enjoy Fulgors the most because he's just a badass robot and he just wants to kill. Yeah, no, I yeah, I can get down with that. Specifically, the, the music of Killer Instinct is yeah is like top tier in terms of uh soundtracks for for video uh, games uh the composer yeah. for killer ink sorry uh the composer for killer instinct was also the composer for uh for the new doom so if you like the doom soundtrack, oh, okay. yeah mick gordon uh dude has put some metal as fuck music out there so if you were like it, it and it's very similar to that in Doom, where like there is a there's a cadence to the music that matches the brutality of what is happening on screen uh, mm-hmm. to such satisfying effect to where when the ultra combo happens and it's you're hitting those beats, it is ultra satisfying in a and and I hate using this word because it's overused, but this is legitimately a good use for this word in a visceral way where like, Oh, okay. It is a visceral situation where you are in it and you can feel those punches and like, yeah, your body's just in tune with it and hearing all that. Oh, it's very, very good. Very good. hundred percent. Yeah. And he actually, I watched a, a GDC talk of uh, the killer instinct composer talking about the sound effects and the music and killer instinct. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like an hour and a half long, but it's, he goes in really deep detail about what his uh, mindset was for it. And like how he came up with uh, the ultra combo music system. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a really good watch if you want to learn more about it. Yeah, no, he actually does a lot of good video, like long breakdowns of that. Uh, for mm-hmm. basically any game he works on too um yeah he did one for doom as well i believe um more so a breakdown of like how he composed it and i like it if you just if you just uh search mick gordon composer uh you know how, like google will have slight things that they say about them i just want to read this quote uh Mick Gordon, Doom composer, Mick Gordon, and then it has a quote from him. One of the preconditions of the project was no metal. <laughs> Which is like a hilarious quote to pull out. Because <laughs> if you know that soundtrack, it's like, it is it is the most metal. And you can just yeah. think of someone saying, we'd like to make a Doom, but no metal. is like, no, wow. you don't know. Trust me, you're gonna want this, and then you hear that soundtrack, and it is ripping. It's so good. Um, Damn. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Good answer. Good answers all around. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and plus, like, I love Killer Instinct. I think that game needs more love. That's that's true. That's yeah. absolutely true. I know it's a Street Fighter podcast, but you know, I just want to put it out there. You can play it on PC. I do. Yeah, like it's it was locked to to the Xbox, but no longer. You can just yeah. You can just play it on PC now. Uh, and it was, it was $10 at a point? Yeah. Yeah, it was very recently where it was on sale. I can't remember if it was because of summer sale or otherwise, but you can get it for cheap. You can get it for cheap, and it's good. Yeah, it's and super cheap. People yeah. are still playing it. It will be at mm-hmm. CEO probably. <laughs> like, yep. That, I, I can't necessarily guarantee that or speak for Rick, but like... <laughs> Yo, that game's probably gonna be a CEO. <laughs> like, oh yeah, he's he makes it a big deal to like get it at the the, at the tournament. All right, okay, and so ends uh, the questions, uh, and I will let you pitch again what you've brought to the table. Um, 
anything else you want to share before we close up here? We close up shop. Um, no, I mean, just thank you for having me. Uh, you can follow me at my Twitter or Twitch or YouTube, which is all PB underscore Geki. And you can catch our local scene. Very good. Yeah. And uh, you, can t- <laughs> <laughs> you can catch our local scene, which is at uh, Vancouver Street Battle. And the Twitch and the Twitter is Van Street Battle. And yeah, we stream every Thursday, Sunday, but also from Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday as well, playing other fighting games. But yeah. I'm there all the time. So, no, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for coming on and sharing why you think Vega is not bottom tier, even though you might be wrong. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Thank you. Like, I want very... Capcom to think that they're terrible, <laughs> you know, so then he gets buffed. But, you know, anyway. No, no, no. You got to say he's top tier. And then they yeah. buff them. That's how that's how it works. Don't you know anything? Uh, <laughs> I haven't learned. <laughs> I haven't learned. You just got to complain a lot that he's the best. That way they can they they know who to buff, which is the character uh, who says the best. That's they only work in, in reverse psychology. Uh, anyway, folks. Uh, again, PB Geki, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of RSF Radio. Uh, that's the show, folks. Again, I'm Joe Monday. You can find me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter or Joe underscore Monday on the Reddits. Uh, or if you just want to uh, tweet the show directly or the official Twitter account of the subreddit, which is a dumb fucking thing to say, uh, is at Reddit SF on Twitter. Uh, so that's where all these things are posted from. Uh, look forward to the West Coast tournament uh, tomorrow night with Kamikaze Warrior. Uh, then we're re- spinning things back up on Monday with the East Coast. We might change the bracket system. A uh, little heads up there. We might be switching to payday.gg for certain reasons, which in practice are like pretty rad. But uh, we'll see how that turns out. How it de- this all depends on like how much free time that I have in between now and Monday, which may or may not be zero hours. Um, but that's another story for another time. Catch us again every Thursday on another edition of RSF Radio. Take care, folks. Until next time.